Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It is February 28th, 2023. The year is the sixth of the way over. What are you doing with your life? This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, drummed by Alfred Connell, with just us tonight. Isa is entertaining and hosting friends in Puerto Rico while we are here watching NXT and coming to talk about it with you, the people, because uh, we make time in our social lives. Yeah. Well, Alfred Issa has is getting social. emotional. I completely understand Issa taking this time off. She's getting emotionally prepared to say goodbye <laughs> to Roman Reigns' title run. And she's probably also trying to decide what she wants at Applebee's, which um, a lot of great menu items menu. at Applebee's. You know, a lot of restaurants have trimmed their menu back to try and keep it simple, but not Applebee's. Yeah, the categories of food on Applebee's menu is bigger than some menus. They've got pasta, they've got chicken, they've got oh, seafood, yeah. handcrafted burgers. My goodness. You know, and I always say, by all means, if you're at a general restaurant that doesn't specialize in seafood or pasta, it's a it's a good move to order both. <laughs> that's a good that's a good best practice. I like that. Yeah. Get seafood at the random hole in the wall restaurants that doesn't specialize in seafood. Live on the edge. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh it's crazy, man. Here we are tonight. NXT. This was a really good show tonight. They're I making Roadblock. They're making Roadblock feel huge. Yeah. They did a good job building up these matches. There's some intrigue. They're making it seem like Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement. They definitely tease that. I don't think it's going to happen, but no. they definitely made me interested for next week. I think next week's going to be a very hot show. Somebody, uh, and I apologize for forgetting your name. Someone tweeted at me or DM me and said, what if the announcement for uh, Stand and Deliver, what if... Uh, HBK's surrogate is Gargano, comes back, mm. Grayson Waller. And that is brilliant. That makes all the sense in the world. I think that would be... I'd like to see that. To Gargano. If it's going to be a surrogate situation, it should be a big deal. It should be either somebody from the main roster or maybe like a free agent, maybe a Dragon Lee. But the problem yeah. with that is I don't know how familiar this audience would be with those types of free agents, even a yeah. Jay White or somebody. I mean, it feels like right now, and I think maybe this is part of the reason why NXT is doing so well, is... I mean, this isn't the least reliant they've been on outside talent, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a really good balance right now. And I feel that, I don't know. I mean, I feel some of their homegrown talents are are the most over in the company at the moment. They're doing a good job. What I really like about this roster, they've got a lot of these NIL talents yeah. who are like super athletes that are now starting to come along. But in addition to their athletic ability, which is only less than half the battle, there's a lot of great eclectic personalities. Like Tiffany Stratton is an NIL super athlete, but she's got a great personality. I think Sol Rule Ruka is lovable. Um, you know, and there's a lot of these athletes who are doing a good job endearing themselves as characters. Yeah, um, you know, and I was making this point on Twitter. I was getting into it with a few people, including someone else who covers NXT for another outlet. And I was saying that consistently, week in and week out, NXT is the most entertaining professional wrestling show on all of television. Certainly that I watch. Wow. I do never. I I do not feel like I I waste my time watching it. Um, and even when they swing and miss, which they do often, it is still entertaining. They take a lot of swings. They try a lot of things. Maybe because the stakes are lower, they're willing to experiment more. And I feel that the balance of wrestling, promos, skits, storyline is just better. And I feel like they're they're trying, and it's just more – the output is far more diverse. And, yes, yeah, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But it's, it's just it, – there's a certain sameness that most other wrestling shows have right now. I mean, SmackDown has the Bloodline storyline, which is great. And they got everything else. 
you know, Raw is doing things with a few select talents well, but it's a three-hour show. Mm-hmm. Dynamite has some really hot matches and some hot feuds week in and week out. But because of that rampage, I think all often suffers. But I don't know. Maybe it's because of lower stakes. I mean, where does NXT rank for you in terms of overall enjoyment and pleasure from watching wrestling? It's a good question. I would put it behind Dynamite and SmackDown, but... You know, maybe above Raw, even Raw's gotten hot and been very good. But like you said, it is a three-hour show, and there are points of Raw where I'll zone out. You know, even though I am watching, but that doesn't happen with NXT. I feel like I'm engaged more with NXT. And I think Rampage has a lot to learn from an NXT, only because NXT is not an A show. They don't have top-tier talent, which is always used as an excuse for Rampage. But that's not why Rampage can't draw. It's because there's no type of continuity with Rampage. Every week, it's just a buffet of matches between random talent. As well, opposed to NXT, which they're building up storylines and they're peaking toward special events, which I think if Rampage just ran a show similar to that, they'd do fine in the ratings because people would be engaged with the week-to-week storytelling. Kelvin R. Alexander, $5 Super Chat, saying NXT delivers for me every week. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's like you're going on a long car ride. Now, would you rather listen to a top 40 station where you're going to hear a wide variety of music? You're going to, and you, some of it's good and some of it's bad, but even the bad stuff is going to kind of entertain you where you're like, oh, this is kind of terrible, but it's also quirky and fun. And some of the good stuff's really good. Or you have that friend that's like, no, nah, man, you know, fat records, this new band came out and it's good. And it's a punk band and they're really good. And you put it on. And it's just like, dun, 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 dun. and it's just like the same shit for 12 yeah. songs. And you're like, yes, this is really good, but it's also boring. And I just want to throw the CD out on the road right now. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the radio, but if those are my options, indefinitely, because I'm going to eventually hear something that I like that, yeah. you know, maybe get through some stuff I don't like to get there, but at least I'll find something that I connect with. And I'll tell you, man, like, you know, we've been watching a ton of MTV Spain lately, and we love the rock stuff, but even the reggaeton and the pop that comes on there, even the stuff that I'm like, well, this isn't my thing, like... After a while, I'm like, no, there's some kind of weird brilliance to this. Like the music, just one music video with like Mike Towers and this dude. And they're like cleaning a guy's pool and they see he has a recording studio. So they stop cleaning the pool and go record the song in his recording studio. And at the end, you see the guy whose mansion was pull up to them when they're at a party. And you think like it might be with some butthead voice. He's going to roll out the window and be like, hey, you, you ass wipes. You did a terrible (laughs) job cleaning my pool. But no, he's there to be like. I listened to your recording and that was pretty dope. And then at the end, they have a mansion and people are showing up to clean their pool. Now, I don't even like this song, but I love this video because I've seen it so much. It's wacky. It's weird, but I'm into it. And I like it's that. so descriptive. I, I really like that description. And I finally got around to watching the new Beavis and Butthead because I just didn't yes. want it to ruin the old one. I really like it. I like what they've done. I think they've advanced it to the modern day. Actually, Beavis and Butthead was before its time in terms of this kind of mystery science theater commentary on what's going on. It fits in like a glove doing that with YouTube and viral clips. So I really like it. I'll give you an example. There's a, a new artist from New Zealand called Benay, B-E-N-E-E. And she has a song called Green Honda. This song is kind of dumb. But again, it's also brilliant. Right. Like it gets, it just gets stuck in your head. You know, it's like uh, Armani White's Billie Eilish. Is it a great song or is it just so quirky and weird that it grows on you? I'll tell you what, it's a great beat. I know he's, I think he sampled Nori, but it's a great beat. Also, why does he rap like he has a British accent? He's from Pennsylvania. Uh, He does. Yeah. I would have never guessed he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I was like, like, (laughs) MTV push is still showing that six months later. He's the MTV push artist. But no, my point is though, the variety format is what makes wrestling great. And if you look back, if you look back on um, the attitude era, which everyone holds up as like, Oh my God, the best time in wrestling, there were a lot of highs and lows. And in fact, a lot of the stuff that you loved now you look back and you're like, Oh, this really didn't age that well. Um, but the same sameness is killing wrestling. Sameness is what makes wrestling boring. This idea that, well, they're a really great wrestler and that's their gimmick. And they go put on five-star matches and Meltzer like, you know, pleasures himself while not only watching the match, <laughs> but talking about it later uh, because we found it that enjoyable. Like that, that's not a TV show. Actually, maybe for some people that's a TV show. That's not a TV show I want to watch. Meltzer needs to start an OnlyFans where he pleasures himself to five-star matches. I think I think he gets some subscribers to that. I'm telling you. There's some weirdos out there in the internet wrestling community. <laughs> People are like, just describe, describe it again in the Tokyo Dome, but just describe it slower <laughs> in a more graphic detail. Do it with your hand around my neck. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm telling you, though, man, it's it's NXT is great because... 
in some weird way, they're it's not that they don't give a shit, they're not afraid to fail. Right. Could you imagine if, yeah, if the SmackDown writers and, and the SmackDown sometimes is at its greatest. I mean, Sami Zayn with the Budline is one of those like, well, this could be a disaster, but it was brilliant. Sami Zayn versus Jackass could have been a disaster, but it was brilliant. A lot of these storylines that we love, like, are the things that are the riskiest. Um, and it's funny because uh, it, it just further underlines with how diverse the entertainment factor is with NXT. It just also makes Braun Breaker just look like a, a, a glass of, 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 of milk filled with sand. That's Listen, how bland he looks like. I am biased toward Braun, but I thought Braun was great tonight, and it made me realize that this guy just needs some friends. They need to give this guy people to work with, not only in terms of opponents, but if he's just got some boys and the Diamond Mine had the same yeah. kind of frat boy vibe as he does. So they fit in like a glove. I love these three together. I was going to say, it was going to be Braun is going to make, you know, dynamite or, or uh, Braun is going to make uh, diamond mine look like, uh, like entourage by comparison, <laughs> like with charisma, Braun is going to somehow his lack of charisma is going to give diamond mind and, and uh, the Creed brothers charisma. I resent Braun not having charisma. He may not be like the most char charismatic person on the roster, but he has charisma. It's there. He can talk. He just needs to, you know, he needs stuff to work with. That's all. It's going to be like entourage, but everybody's turtle. <laughs> Turtle was lovable. He was a lovable turtle. Hey, he scored Ronda Rousey in that movie. Yeah, there you go in the movie. Movie wasn't that great, but at least Turtle came up. I, I occasionally I think back and I'm like, why did I go see that opening day? Like first wow. show, why was I there? Why was that? I think I had the day off at the time. I was working an office job, and I was like, I'm gonna go see the Entourage movie. It's very weird. Anyhow, what's going on in the news? Honestly, not much. It was a very <laughs> slow news day. The ratings are delayed. And the only really thing that came out is uh, Kenny Omega did this interview recently on the sessions with Renee Paquette. And he actually did talk about the all out brawl, at least what he could share, saying that it was a weird vibe for him and that it was unfortunate that that happened, made it sound like they were untenable differences. And at the same time, CM Punk on Instagram had some fun with the fan who's getting mad at CM Punk and CM Punk in response said that he will wrestle again just to upset you. So... Obviously, still some tensions around this all-out brawl. Uh, what do you make of CM Punk, Kenny Omega? Do we see them cross paths again in AEW, Glenn? I think the problem is CM Punk knows that if he goes back to AEW, he, he has very little flex, very little influence. In fact, so much so that if I was if I was Tony Khan and I really wanted to bring CM Punk back, I would make that a storyline if CM Punk comes back He's booked shitty and it makes, I would make it seem like CM Punk goes off script. I think that would be the best possible use of CM Punk right now is to do like the penance of CM Punk storyline and where he just can't take it anymore and leads a revolt. The problem is there's a chance of upstaging MJF, who is AEW's best homegrown asset. I mean, I like the idea of we're going to have him lose a bunch to see if he's going to yeah. go crazy again or whatnot. I don't like the idea of reality-based booking. That's what got us in this mess in yeah, the first place. Yeah, but he's place. not going to show up and just lose a bunch. Of the, but no, what I'm telling you is, like, they're going to they're gonna do it. it. It'll be scripted, but they will make it seem like it's another pipe bomb. Sure, I know. That's what I'm saying. But that's yeah. what I'm, I'm not saying that if they're going to go in there and shoot. I'm saying exactly what you are. It'd be great if went in there and shot. It's all going to be based on reality. It hits. We've seen this time and again in AEW where they'll do something based on reality. It'll hit too close to home and it'll turn into a shoot. We saw that was the story of 2022 for AEW. And they really need to get away from all these realistic storylines. My favorite thing in AEW that happens constantly now is when MJF will share some cockamamie story from his real life. And then all of his advocates will be like, oh, no, this is based on reality. This is real. I'm not impressed by that. Like, get creative. Okay, so it's based on real life. Do you have any creativity in your brain that you can create some story that maybe we can like? Iron Man's not based on real life, and it makes billions of dollars. So, like, let's get creative instead of all this reality-based booking. Yes. I've just had this flashback. We're talking about car rides. Of, like, driving in the car with some bandmates at the time. And I think we were listening to the Marshall Mathers LP and my bandmate. And I like Eminem, but my bandmate like insisted on running commentary and be like, you know, he and Kim got back together. And like this song <laughs> takes place before the other song before Bonnie and Clyde and the song about his mom, you know, he's got issues with mom. Yeah. It's just like, dude, I don't need to, I, I can hear the music and make my own conclusions. I don't need you to sit there chiming in. You're not a hype man. Yeah, this is not a DVD. We don't need the, the <laughs> DVD overlay of everything. <laughs> But there is that. Um, but that being said, I think what NXT did tonight with Gigi Dolan's promo, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Like, 
holy shit was that like just that was so real and again i don't even know the real story behind that I'm, I'm assuming that's coming from a very personal place but that like that injected so much reality to it. that's a good example of, mm-hmm. a, of a swing right this wasn't and, and and not to take anything away from Lacey evans and her own hardships and struggles but this wasn't like produced package with an angle of now i'm going to talk about this and how i overcame adversity and here's the music this was just like out of nowhere And they connect. This is a good example of reality based booking is that they didn't just rely on it being a true story, which I'm guessing a lot of it was. They connected that to the storyline breakup that they had. And I think they did a good job with Gigi, especially because they knew they had to make her into a baby face and a clearly defined baby face in this feud. And I thought she did a great job with that subject matter. Yeah, that was amazing and real and just felt raw. And, um, you know, I said this on Twitter. I think that feud now is too big to finish a roadblock. I hope it doesn't finish a roadblock. Yeah, I highly doubt it will. I think this is just the beginning. Yeah, something's got to happen. I'd love it if Mandy came back and interfered, but I don't oh, think there you go. that. I'm guessing, I'm even guessing that Stand and Deliver could be their third match. I mean, I think it'll be a situation yeah. where they're going to do the roadblock match. Maybe a few weeks down the road, they'll do another one, and then the rubber match will be at Stand and Deliver. That'll be but just in terms of unexpected moments and really going there that just high praise for them um bringing yeah, it up winning this feud by the way it's a oh jc yeah. jane's starting to look like jc janetti right now she better step her game up uh kelvin R. Alexander five dollars saying uncle dave's philosophy and his wrestling taste have ruined the business oh man go work rate doesn't draw <laughs> characters and good storylines draw i mean you know it's funny though because i think nxt at its peak was the the perfect mix of that mm-hmm. somehow on an hour-long show each week they managed to give you amazing wrestling and amazing storylines and promos and segments they figured it out i would say nxt from 2014 to 2017 yeah. like was incredible and i think i think actually so here we go here's a way to draw heat i actually think the adam cole era and the undisputed era actually took that down because they were trying to be AEW. They were trying yeah, to be, I agree. they were trying to be the Dave Meltzer experience every week of just, here's some great indie wrestling. And we did see some, some characters break through, but I think they lost track of the fact, ultimately this is a variety show that you're putting yeah. on. This is the Muppets. This is SNL. That was their chance to pivot because they really, in order to win that war. And it's crazy. They never figured this out throughout the entire war. The, move was to be different from aew and say yeah. okay they're doing all these matches let's focus way more on the storylines or whatnot but they just kind of try to out aew aew and it didn't quite work out there aew had the much better show from that standpoint and i agree with what some of kelvin's saying i will not go all the way and say work rate doesn't drop period there have been examples i mean pwg does a good job on a smaller scale just by work rate alone i will say work rate by itself historically it's not going to draw, but storyline and characters, it's good to have that mix, but storyline and characters can draw and carry a storyline. Even if the work rate in the match is going to be bad, we've seen countless examples of two bad wrestlers in a good storyline drawing money and the match may not be that great, but they got people in the building with the story they told. So I think storyline and characters is far superior to work rate. I mean, I've talked about this before. If you look at, um, guitar players like Inve Momstein, rappers like Cannabis. You can have the most technical proficiency with your instrument, but if you can't write a catchy song, yeah, people by and large don't care. That's that's the parallel. There's this term, especially in the battle rap community, they call it real hip hop, where it's like yeah. Jay-Z ain't real hip hop. Like, you know, like all these mainstream rappers who connect with people, it's like, that's not real hip hop. This is real hip hop when I'm, you know, the lyrical miracle, that's the real hip hop where it's, yeah, the catchy song, the hook. There's a lot of very talented lyricists who are also able to become mainstream rappers. I mean, shit, Wu-Tang figured out that you can have 18 rappers on a song doing 32 bars each, but if you have a fun shout-along chorus, it's still a good song. Like, it's still catchy. It brings you back, even if, you know, some of the bars aren't doing it for you. Um, but I think that's the thing, man. I think that it's it's really about how you channel that talent into something that's that's packaged enough i'm not saying you have to strip it away and make it completely a saccharine sterile experience but yeah and i think i think man like i don't know smackdown if roman's taking time off or or whatever's happening after this bloodline thing smackdown's in trouble 
because without that bloodline storyline yeah i mean you want to watch i mean bray and bobby last night that segment muscle man dance was great but it's like thinking about some of the other things we've been seeing on smackdown lately and that doesn't that don't seem like it can carry a show i don't think smackdown would be in trouble if roman took time off because okay when we say time off roman's doing that now roman is essentially a part-time yeah, he does true. not show up on tv every week they're always able to create something interesting they popped a 2.4 million rating this, this week without him yeah and they've consistently done great ratings now that's not to say that roman reigns does not matter to this storyline but he's antithetical in the way that the bloodline is bigger than any wrestler that's part of the bloodline yeah. including roman reigns that's a mistake a lot of people made with the Sami Zayn mini fake controversy is that thinking that oh sammy has got to be the guy it's like this bloodline storyline they could take jay and say jay is going to be the interesting guy this week and jay will draw a number they could take jimmy and say this week we're going to have jimmy uso say something and he'll draw a number it's this yeah. bloodline storyline that they can do without roman reigns what do you think i mean in a weird way i think the way you keep it going is that sammy and kevin win those titles and then the family comes for revenge and just every week you got someone else that got wrestled I mean, that'd be cool. I, I would like the bloodline to slowly crumble. And I would like Jay Uso because it kind of made me think of it. It's, he's kind of taking a sting role where he's in the rafters. Yeah. He's neutral. And I hope the Jay Uso character starts to really evolve to where it's different. He doesn't have to paint his face, but I want the character to evolve and be different. And then by SummerSlam, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns could be a hell of a match. Now, can I give you the, the worst fantasy booking of this whole thing? Is that it's SummerSlam? The Rock comes back to challenge Sami Zayn for destroying his family. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. <laughs> the storytelling would be great. Yeah, they'd be able to do it. Hey, listen, I think that'd be a hell of a match. It, that'd be one of the best opponents the Rock could ever work with if he if he comes back. Oh my Sami God, Zayn. that would be incredible. Uh, but okay, I guess we got to talk about NXT, which was again, which was great tonight. So, but I think I think we got it. I think people know where we uh, park our garage on our philosophy, uh, park our uh, what garage we park our cars in on our philosophy with wrestling. Uh, so Wesley versus Nathan Frazier tonight, and holy shit, did they have a hot match. match? God damn this! That Wesley is on fire, man. I like what Nathan Frazier. He's one of those like jump off the page athletes, but Wesley's on fire right now. I you just... know, I wasn't that into Nathan Frazier before. I think I called him like blonde Heath Slater at one point. Um, but he tonight was great and uh, justified. This is awesome, Chance. Yes, very justified. This is awesome, Chance. Stay tuned to NXT on USA Network. <laughs> TK should really if if Tony Khan had a sense of humor, he would he would tweet that. Yeah, but he doesn't have a sense of humor. See, that's what he needs to be doing. He needs to be trolling these uh, these other companies, but in a very subtle way, not necessarily going after people and getting mad. Yeah. Oh no, no, he'd be like piped in. This is awesome, chance. Yeah. For a mid match at best, and then the rating for NXT would jump. <laughs> uh, Kelvin, five dollar super chat. Alfred is right. The bloodline storylines like a machine. It always produces interesting television. Yeah, they could just keep spinning these things off. And one of the things, like the Usos could each go off on their own and I think be stars. Even Solo Sokoa. I think a, there's a lot of people who could spin off and be big stars coming out of this. Solo's, I'm interested to see what they do with Roman Reigns when the bloodline's over, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the redemption of Roman Reigns' arc, I think, would be phenomenal. But he really has to hit bottom. Yeah. Maybe lose to Baron Corbin again. <laughs> it's funny you say that glenn because like everybody's saying how baron corbin's getting buried but it keeps teasing that he's the only person who beat roman reigns so either roman reigns will like beat him in 10 seconds to get his heat back or maybe that is because i could see roman reigns post cody rhodes if he loses and when he loses to cody rhodes i could see him losing to sammy i think sammy needs to get that win back losing to jay and then hell yeah he loses to fucking baron corbin and then off to the races can you imagine Roman that is walking around with the stained shirt, like asking for money? Oh, his no. wife kicked him out. His family won't talk to him. You know. So Roman has to do the homeless gimmick now. Is that he has to get redemption somehow? Will he come back as Happy Roman? <laughs> I mean, it, is, it does kind of speak. I mean, uh, Baron Corbin's the most extreme example of that but they've done that gimmick before if somebody falls down they come back they get it you know yada yada i mean so with roman who knows but no this opening match tonight was absolutely incredible lots of great spots in this wesley is on fire right now and man i would like to see him with that main title because i just think uh as north american champion i think he is crushing it and he is a charisma machine um and would just be phenomenal 
WWE needs to invest. I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to see him on the main roster, but I think they should earmark him for that. But even if he's going to be in NXT for the time being, which I have no problem with, they really need to invest in him as like one of their big stars because what he has that net, same thing with Willow Nightingale and AEW. These types yeah. don't come along every day in terms of a natural baby face who can not only immediately connect with the crowd, with their personality and how they are and being genuine, but also the way he wrestles is just incredible. This guy is such an athlete. Yeah. Um, and after, you know, and I didn't mind this. I normally hate this, the mutual respect after, but Lee and Frazier, uh, Lee helping him up and them hugging, like this felt tonight, like these guys knew what they did tonight. It was yeah. really, really incredible. Very good Love match. This. Love this. Great match. start to the show. And then Brooks and Dunn have lost their mojo. <laughs> uh, cause Jensen, you know, things haven't been the same with Keanu James because of the, uh, the suspicions but they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna take on into sheer. And uh, during this time, we had that brawl happen with Axiom and Walker. That was a funny brawl because, like, yeah. <laughs> there was this point where after Axiom got shoved, he like jumped up and then like disappeared off. It was almost like a dog jumping up in the air <laughs> where he yeah. tried to pounce on Hank Walker. But I like this brawl backstage. I really like that. I, I, I'm into Hank Walker. I think they should have waited until they put him in ring gear. I kind of like the idea of the man off the street being a wrestler. But I, I'm into Hank Walker. He seems, uh, personality-wise, he seems very genuine. In your busy day-to-day -day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, but into sheer getting that win tonight. They're on their way. Yeah, they're building them for something. They're Obviously, they're going to feud with the Creeds, and then we'll see if they're able to win that if they go for the tag titles. But they're definitely building them up, putting them with Jinder Mahal. Um, absolutely. Uh, we had Nathan Frazier being checked on the medical office, and then Katan Chance came running. And I like how they did this. At first, I was like, oh, is this NXT Anonymous making its return? They dropped that gimmick really quick. Uh, but we had behind the season, Wendy Chu was attacked in the NXT parking lot. The most dangerous per capita, the NXT parking lot has more violent crimes than anywhere else in the world. It is the murder capital of pro wrestling. It's undefeated. 
that NXT pa- ca- parking lot. They've got to shut it down. One of these days, they should just put a bunch of cones and like caution tape around it and like paint the the body outline so that we just know how dangerous it is. I mean, I like that it's become a thing. I like how this has become a running joke in NXT. This is some of the best just comedy continuity, if you think about it, that they've been doing this back since one of the first takeovers yeah parking lot of doom that's it and i like they really only do this with nxt it's not like wwe bastardized this on raw and smackdown it's the nxt parking lot is where the stuff goes down even samoa joe that time yelling out get better security (laughs) and they still didn't listen to him uh but hopefully wendy chu is okay she was clutching her arm so Gigi Dolan, slightly different look coming out tonight. I was talking about putting a final nail in the coffin of toxic attraction. Um, talked about the pain her mom put her through, including physical abuse. Talked about running away from home. I mean, this was just so emotional. And the crowd was with her from the beginning. But by the end of that, I don't know. I, I almost think... I know Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne is going to be the match, but I think after this promo tonight, Gigi Dolan is the biggest female baby face in all of NXT. 100%. She knocked this out of the park, and there was a lot riding on this. I really do feel like that this feud kind of relied on this promo being good because yeah. JC Jane was fine, but again, they really accelerated this split to where it's very hard to invest in it and cheer for either of them. They've been heels for so long that it's really hard to get invested in one of these two as a true baby face. And I thought Gigi Dolan did an about face and she completely endeared herself as a baby face. These people were going crazy for that promo. She mentioned how they're never going to hear that toxic attraction song again, which is good because she didn't come out to it. And I was thinking that's not really yeah. a fit for her to come out to this music. So I'm guessing she's going to get some cool punk music. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm here for it. This is going to be a good feud now that they have a clearly defined baby face to go with the heel and JC Jane. And I have to give Gigi Dolan further. I mean, it cannot it's it's going to be tough for anything we see this weekend in terms of promos to to top this. I think an emotional, real promos. This is great, but I just also want to commend her as a performer to be able to express something that real about her own pain and trauma, given that she didn't know what she was going to be facing from that audience tonight. She hoped, I'm sure, that it would go as well as it did, but we haven't really heard from her since the breakup, and right. that NXT audience. They're not the biggest assholes on earth, but sometimes they've done a what chant or two. They've been a little rude and dismissive. So I think the fact that she did that, not knowing how the audience was going to react, like sets, I mean, sets in a way a new precedent for just really opening up to an audience and having that bravery. And I really commend her for that tonight. Yeah, it's always a good idea, especially as a babyface, to get vulnerable with something that people can really connect with. It, it would have sucked if that blew up in her face. No, that, that would have been, I, I, reason- like, I, I would be on here, like, shaming yeah. the XT audience if they had, like, messed with her during that tonight. Because, uh, yeah, yeah again, this, and this wasn't pre taped She didn't know. No, yeah, this came she, off as she, very real. Yeah. Um, Calvin, two dollar super chest and Gigi <laughs> to beat those beat those Janetti charges. I like that. Every tag team should have to go to Marty Janetti court to see who's Marty and Sean. And to that point, let me just say, as somebody who grew up watching Marty Janetti, Marty Janetti was talented and really could have been a single star. And they really did try with Marty Janetti, just with Sean. He just had too many issues behind the scenes. <laughs> and he kind of flamed out. But this guy was a hell of a hand, a hell of a worker, and he could have been right there with Shawn Michaels. He beat Shawn Michaels with the IC title coming out of that feud, um, but he was just too much of a head case. So shout out to Marty Jannetty, who did murder a guy, according <laughs> to Marty Jannetty. That still is probably the most, what, what, I mean, I don't want to say most because this is professional wrestling, but that's top five WTF stories that yeah. I've had to cover in my seven years doing this podcast. I'll never forget it. That's what I'll never forget covering. Like, wait, Marty Jannetty just admitted to this? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Torres wants to know, I want to know if Glenn actually thinks their names are Brooks. <laughs> Do you now, know the real names, Glenn? Yeah, it's Briggs and Jensen, but it's Brooks Jensen. And we just started calling that. I started calling the Creed Brothers Creed. I think there was a period of time where I worked in every Creed song title I could think of when they were actually hot in this space. So Diamond Mine's like no more, right? Like they are, they even had the lower third there. We ask this every episode, but Diamond Mine is very much still in chat intact. They even teased a reunion with uh, Gable Stevens' brother or Damon Kemp, um, which I thought was hilarious. I thought Damon Kemp was great in that segment, 
but Diamond Mine is still intact. What's up with Roderick Strong? I have no idea. I think what what happened to him in storyline? Did they ever resolve that? I just think he just disappeared one week. Wasn't he stretchered out and we never saw him again? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Is like he that, still with this company? This is how the undisputed era ends. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh wow. Uh. Shradeep, uh Sangupta. Saying good morning from India. Your podcast is the only one I watch for wrestling. Wow. Thank oh, you. yeah. Sardine. And then Tiffany mentioned that people should stay out of the parking lot. T- Tiffany Stratton solving mysteries tonight. Like, yeah. if she wasn't going to be champ soon, I think that should be a gimmick where she has a detective agency. I like that, too. I, I don't like that she said that. And if they're not going to pay that out, then that's going to be very disappointing. Because when she said that, I thought I made so much sense in terms of Although, Tiffany Stratton being a detective. Like, what's up with Stevie Turner? We didn't hear from her this week. We haven't heard from her in a couple of weeks. She thought she was on last week. In a segment, I don't know if she what, but I, I really like her gimmick. But they, she's kind of gone away. Yeah. So I almost wonder. I almost wonder if they think type wise that if like you, this has happened before, right? I mean, Gigi's uh, gotten comparisons to Becky because of hair color. Yeah, like if Tiffany Stratton is going to be the blonde character that they don't want anyone to have a similar look. Well, I will say a lot of the blondes who are, or were featured prominently, like a Carmella, mm-hmm. uh, they've changed their hair color. So, yeah, no, they think about this. Know. I mean, WWE yeah. looks at this like they're designing, you know, a superhero line. And it's like, you can't have people with similar gimmicks, outfits. I mean, I'm just, I'm just completely spitballing here right. on this, but I think Stevie, Tur- Stevie's great. Like, I think she can absolutely wrestle. Um, yeah, I think uh, she has a bright future, but maybe right now with, and maybe with Sol Ruka having so much momentum behind her, it's, it's got, it's, I'll tell you that roster, even though NXT features more women than any other wrestling show, like the competition for a spot, is is still fierce it's just as fierce yeah. as anything else because they just have such a plethora of talent that's good um so we yeah god the gg promo was so good um but yeah this this can't end at roadblock gg needs her moment um so we had a chase you video you cuts an encouraging thea hale schism appeared on the screen which i kind of got well, scared by yeah how did this happen what do they get in the av department yeah, um, Thea Hale still shook, but we're gonna have Chase You versus Schism or Roadblock, which is good because I'm telling you, Thea Hale has to say she's going to slay her demon, the one demon being Ava Rain. That has to happen Mania weekend one on one. I think this is gonna be where do cuts and turns on Chase You. Probably. I don't know if they save that for Stand and Deliver, but I'm thinking it'll be do cuts and versus Andre Chase at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, that could be good. Should bring back uh, Bodie. Yeah, I, mean, I, like I think he's learned his lesson. Yeah, he's learned his lesson. Bring him back. Do we ever find out why he was released? Oh, I it think was, he, yeah, 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 issues. He was showing up late. Just you know, it's kind of he's very young, so they're probably trying to teach him a lesson, and he'll come back in sixty days or something. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Chase you versus Schism. That's gonna be great. But uh, Thea needs to uh, to conquer this. Uh, Mako Satomura versus Zoe Stark. Man, see, this Hell is tough. Match. Zoe has been on fire. I even think Nikita being out and Zoe able to sort of hold that over her head. Like, I feel like Zoe had all this momentum. This has got to kind of suck for her that Tiffany Stratton's going to get that match Mania weekend because it seemed like Zoe was going to get another shot. Yeah, and it also sucks for Zoe that Nikita Lyons got hurt. So she's just kind of in no woman's land. So now she's in that role where she's a setup woman but i also think that wwe is giving her a look for the main roster i could see her competing in the women's wrestlemania battle royal and i think she fit in just at home working on the royal rumble i think the main roster could use zoe stark in that women's yeah. division i think zoe stark and bianca belair would be such fire no i th- i think she's great uh mako won this match and i see this is the thing though mako got the win tonight mako ain't getting the win next week we don't think. I'm not completely convinced she's going to lose that match. I think if they could tell a story here. If Mako, for some reason, had lost tonight, I would have thought, oh, maybe. I, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 
We'll see what happens. To make a show. Yeah, Roxanne has to be considered the major favorite, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if she won, but the door is open for Mako to pull the upset. I think Mako chasing to get a well. So if Mako loses but puts Roxanne like to the ultimate test, then Roxanne loses to Tiffany Stratton and Mako coaches Roxanne to get it back. Mm. I think that could be a very compelling storyline. I like that. That's cool. Because um, I really did like I, I wish they would have done this for longer. I wish the story was that every week Mako's like running Roxanne into the ground to yeah. where she's too weak. Uh, but this was good. Uh, this was a very good match. And I'm really looking forward to Mako versus Roxanne. I hope that gets a very long time next week. Yeah, it's going to be a really good match. No, absolutely. Um, but again, I just have trouble believing that Mako's going to lose to Roxanne. And this is no disrespect to Roxanne, but it's like if you just look at like everything Mako has done and accomplished, unless she slips on a banana peel, how does... Yeah, I, I just don't... I mean, that's probably it. She, Roxanne is going to roll her up or get the better of her or outsmart her somehow. I could see that. I, I I definitely don't. I don't know. Maybe she will win with the Pop Rocks, but I just think they're kind of doing the student teacher with these two. And I think the student best teacher, she'll just roll her up. What if Zoe interferes in some way that causes Mako to lose his revenge oh, yeah. for losing good night? I could see that. Zoe, you know, Zoe's a heel and... Maybe she'll interfere and cost Roxanne the match. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, George Bartley saying Zoe did house shows this weekend. Yeah, they've been uh, giving her a look. There's there's rumors that she's main roster bound. She's really good. I think that um, the challenge is that, man, on SmackDown, and to a lesser extent Raw, it's just they don't go really far beyond the, the belts. Yeah. Um. They, they don't do a good job building out that women's division. Although I will say this on raw, they're actually dedicating themselves to telling some stories with the mid card women, like with yeah. Candice LeRae and Nikki cross, they're doing mm -hmm. something with them that I think is going to end up being really cool. So I like that. So they need to do more of that though, because I do agree on SmackDown. It's very thin because uh, it is a shorter show. So women are going to get shortchanged more, but it is a very thin roster in terms of the stories they are telling with the women on that show. Um, so we had the update on Wendy Chu, who's being looked at in the medical office. And then Tiffany Stratton was saying people should stay out of the parking lot. Caden Carter and Katana Chance were there and said, so now, is this the same said, person who's, is this like a serial attacker? Is this the same person who attacked Nikita Lyons or are we doing two different parking lot storylines? Cause that now, would be a little disjointed. I think we're led to believe that Tiffany Stratton's behind all of it, right? Mm. Possibly. It, it seems too obvious, but I could see it. But that's where I liked uh, Stratton, like, connecting. Yeah, I, I just thought this was fun. Um, but then Katana Chance challenged her to a match. Then we had Saul Ruka. Oh, oh first then we had uh, the Creed Brothers discussing Indusheer's challenge. They ran to Damon Kemp. Yeah, they ran so to Braun Breaker. And so it's going to be a six-man tag at Roadblock with Braun Breaker and Creed versus Jinder Mahal and Indusheer. Um I, I think, think this is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be like really? a demolition derby. I hope nobody gets hurt, but I think this is going to be a very highly physical. People are going to beat the hell out of each other. I'm here they for were, it. They were, and that's all it needs to be because I don't think these guys, Creed and Braun, aren't charismatic enough to tell like a deep story with this. Um, I think they. I think they are. You think they are? Especially <laughs> and what, would, what would more of that dialogue sound like? Like, bro, bro. I mean, that's what it was tonight. They were just, it just seemed like Braun Breaker fit in with these guys. He should have been a Creed yeah, brother. He, yeah. He, they're all just like, they're frat boys. They're like meatheads. Yeah, they're just a void of charisma. Uh, it just smells like creatine and ball sweat. Um, I feel like they give, they give each other wedgies. Yeah. Um, I think Indusheer and Jinder are going to win that match next week. I could see it. It does seem like they're really building up Indusheer. Just watching the show, it seems like they're going somewhere with that. Braun's not going to get pinned, but I could see one of the Creed brothers getting pinned. Yeah. Um, so Saul Ruka versus Electra Lopez with Valentina Feroz, like uh, betraying Electra tonight, not giving her the brass knuckles. Saul Ruka getting that win uh, with the Soul Snatcher. Uh, I mean, Saul Ruka is incredible. And that, like, it's very interesting her ascent from her debut on NXT level up, I think with Nikita Lyons out and there being like a spot open, I think that she is getting so much momentum right now. Yeah. It's, it's almost tough to imagine 
Um, I mean, you know, we in a weird way, she's the biggest threat to Tiffany Stratton uh, as the next NXT Women's Champion because I think the momentum is going to be there for Soul uh, probably very soon after WrestleMania, where people want her to be Women's Champion. Yeah, she's she's getting over more over every week. She's getting better every week. I was kind of nervous about this match given the experience level. It was fine. It wasn't the greatest match ever, but they did fine. And I was very impressed with Soul Ruka, and the fans are doing the Soul chant, the Soul. Oh, oh, oh. So she's really gonna. I think she's gonna be a superstar. I just hope WWE doesn't rush her to the main roster because she's not ready for that yet. No, no. But she's an incredible athlete, and she's gonna be huge. She's gonna be a huge star. Calvin Alexander, two dollars, saying, "What if the parking lot attacker is Mandy?" I'd have no problem with that. I like wrestling as art, saying Cora Jade's behind it. We haven't seen Cora. It feels oh, like. Oh, that that actually, I didn't even think about that. And that's probably why we haven't seen Cora Jade. Yeah, I think NXT, it's Cora Jade, though. Guys, I know I'm preaching in the choir here because we're here watching an NXT podcast. NXT is so fucking good. And I'm like, I'm pissed off that people diss this show. Yes, there are some weak episodes. Yes, not every gimmick or segment lands. But we don't talk about any other roster with this excitement of, oh, maybe this person's doing this. And maybe these three people could be the next champion. I mean, like the NXT roster is not only deep, but they are utilizing more of their roster than any other promotion right now. Yeah, that's that's good for the future. And it makes you excited about WWE's future looking at some of these NXT athletes. And, well, except don't want to believe NXT because yeah. they're not going to be as good as the main roster. <laughs> I think with, well, we'll see how much longer Triple H remains in charge because I have my doubts about that. But if yeah. he does and the continuity is there, I think that's going to really help. That's going to be the big difference. One of the biggest reasons a lot of these NXT talents did not translate to the main roster is they're going into a completely different regime, having to learn a completely different offense. Whereas with Triple H, there's the pipeline would be far smoother. Yeah. Oh, we had uh, uh, Dijakovic uh respond to tony d'angelo about the prison match i'm not a great big fan of this character of die jack i love his wrestling but i didn't mind this promo i thought he was fine i'm still cheering yeah. for tony d'angelo tony d'angelo is so good <laughs> like yeah and i know we've talked about this before i think originally like it was goofy, and we kept saying it was really good, and then somehow it really became great. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It just, it just like, ended up becoming great. When he locked the when he locked Lash Legends producer in the trunk, that is when this went from like goofy fun, like stupid fun, to this is br absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's when we found when, out he was about that life. When he came out to do the match, and he tried like palming the ref a hundred bucks <laughs> and to get yourself a little something. That oh my god. I love Tony D'Angelo. Is Tony D'Angelo the undertaker of NXT? And by that, I mean, like, we talk about how he needs to get this title. I don't think he needs a title. He's got enough of a universe around he's him. He's the Don of NXT. Yeah, he's the Don. He's like the father. He's the undertaker. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, and no scripts. I think, I think I, I, Reggie, I'm sorry that we killed scripts as a gimmick. Sorry, I thought it was so funny. There are two things that, are, that struck me out that the Black History Month graphic, obviously, Sol Ruka, where it's like, Oh, really? I didn't know that. And then seeing scripts like in the middle of all this black talent being celebrated, he's got the goofy mask on, just like that poor bastard <laughs> to celebrate black history in a Doctor Doom mask. Was it you or is this one in the chat that was like, He looks like uh, what's his face from Fat Albert with the mask? <laughs> well, I didn't say that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> what was the guy's name that's mush mouth it's not mush mouth yeah. it's the guy with the the pink mask yeah that's is that mush mouth or that mush mouth um is mush mouth a different character than him yeah uh fat albert pink mask that is so funny. uh oh dumb donald dumb donald that's right that's right okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Was I on the show? I feel like I would have remembered that. That's hilarious. I mean, that's, that's like the sickest burn because it's so accurate and I feel really bad for scripts. <laughs> He's a good, Reggie had a good thing He's going phenomenal. in terms of the Even as scripts, people pop when he does the flips and stuff like that. I don't know why they, th this is what happened to Baron Corbin too. Baron Corbin was an actually a hot heel. People legitimately hated him for the right reasons and he was fine. But now they've done so many rebrands with him that people now just don't even care. Yeah. Um, so 
Lopez uh, slapped Feroz after this, so they'll set something up with them. Um, but oh, let's talk about Gauss in the pub. Want to talk about coming out of nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> like a guy bumped into Wolfgang and he smashed a glass over his head. Yeah, the Irish APA. Like, and that didn't seem like weird comedy. That was a little just sort of strikingly like unexpected brutality. Yeah. I'm just glad they're finally doing something and telling us who Gallus is. Cause yeah. I mean, it's not that I have a problem with them being tag team champions, but they beat, they had them go over in this match where there's three other teams that were way more over than them and were clearly defined characters. But now that they have the titles are starting to tell you who Gallus is. I think they're doing it backwards. Yeah. Well, pretty deadly's response. I thought was really, it was really good. And I like how it came right after this. This is really cool. Yeah. And they're just unfazed. Yeah. You know, Kit Wilson calling Scotland a terrible country. <laughs> I would like to see a pub fight with Pretty Deadly in Gallus. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and NXT could absolutely do that. Um, so Tiffany Stratton versus Katana Chance. Tiffany Stratton getting a pretty easy win now. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn did head down to ringside. They're going to be going for those tag titles soon. Um, but Tiffany Stratton getting that win and saying that she's coming for the NXT Women's Championship. So, yeah, they're they're calling it now for Stand and Deliver. Although, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, honestly, I think Tiffany Stratton, Sol Ruka, there's a handful of women who, if they challenge for the title, should not lose for that title. Yeah, they should hold off some of them. And I do think that, it's tricky because Roxanne is still very new in her title reign, but I have no problem, especially if you're doing a short title reign with it being a babyface who loses. The thing about babyfaces, and this is something that Dusty Rhodes was always very um, particular about, is that even him, babyfaces wouldn't hold on to the title for very long. They would get yeah. beat and then they would chase because the money is in the chase. So I'm fine with Tiffany Stratton winning that title at uh, Stand and Deliver from Roxanne, even after a, a couple months. And yes, there was a, the finisher. She did do it on um, poor Katana's legs. I saw that. And they buried her on commentary. They're just like, oh, she didn't get all of that. They could have just said that she did it on her legs so it makes it harder to kick out or something or covered for her. But she drifted and really, I'm I'm glad that Katana was able to walk off and everything seemed fine. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and then we had Axiom versus Hank Walker. This is fine. It's fine. You know, it was a fine match. Axiom is a cool gimmick, but they've given up on all the stuff that makes it cool. Or most of like what, what? Made it cool. Well, I liked originally when they were doing the math stuff and trying to make him oh, a little yeah. more like a superhero. Like now that he's just hanging out talking with people, they're making him look like Hurricane. Right, right. And then he's like, you know, gave him the attaboy after the match. Yeah. Like a little more mystery would make him seem cooler, I think. I agree. He should incorporate math into his wrestling moves. He needs to be doing like math equations and like <laughs> we need to be seeing the overlays. He should be yelling it out to the audience. <laughs> Everybody, what's eight times eight? You know, <laughs> his whole offense because you know how he does an entrance and you see like double yeah. axiom and it's tracking. He should do that for the whole match. Yeah. Okay, so the best idea we ever had on this podcast uh, was with uh, oh, what was his face with the hoverboard. Marty McFly gimmick. Why am I already blanking? Oh, uh, Kushida. Yes. They should have done scenarios where Kushida traveled to the future and we saw a clip of like him winning or he lost a match and then was going to travel back to the past to make it so he won. That is the biggest missed opportunity with an NXT gimmick. I agree. That would have been so hilarious. They could have done a lot with that. Because then you really don't have to worry about continuity. You could just be like, oh, let's go back in time. Well, you could do anything you want. It's brilliant. People complain on the new Quantum Leap all the time. They're like, well, the old series did this. Now come the new series, though, it works this way. And it's like, because it's a time travel show. Shit changes. Um, so Axiom won that match. And then the main event tonight, Carmelo Hayes versus Tyler Bate. Banger of a match that went over uh, with Carmelo getting the win. But what'd you think about this? Loved it. You know, you knew it was going to be good on paper. Very similar to the opener where it's, you know, it's going to be a good match on paper and then you see it and it's, it's excellent. I thought these two did a great job. Tyler Bate is in a weird spot because he just came back, but all he's been doing really mostly since he's come back is just lose. So it's like, he's in a holding pattern right now. Yeah. I, I did think the opening match was a little bit better than this. this I was do too. Good, though. I, I'm looking forward. I think Carmelo and Braun Breaker are going to tear it up. And I, yeah. I think Carmelo is going to win that match as he should but I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. 
this was solid tonight. Roadblock. Roadblock should be an absolutely nothing show on the road to stand and deliver WrestleMania weekend. And they're making. I mean, maybe the results are going to be predictable, but I think, you know, JC and Gigi are there's going to be oh, a no, lot no. of emotion. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, I'm saying it should have been a nothing show, but they're oh, making this okay. feel huge. Yes. Because yes, right. think about the, think about what the Roadwalk pay-per-view was on the main roster for all those years. It was like, well, we got to do something in March. Right. <laughs> nothing with no titles would change. It would just, it'd be like a glorified house show. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but this, this is going to set in motion the plans for WrestleMania weekend. And I have a feeling this feels big, but if they do this right, it is going to make Stand and Deliver feel as big as WrestleMania if they up the stakes on everything. Well, not pay off the storylines. No, no, it's going to feel I, I for saying, NXT yeah. fans. For NXT fans, sure. it's going to feel gonna, as big as WrestleMania. I agree. It could be, have a lot of urgency, and there's still plenty of time to build these storylines up. And a couple of the matches we already know, or at least we know it's going to be Braun and Carmelo. And they seem to know that it's going to be Tiffany Stratton and somebody at Stand and Deliver, uh, whether it be Miko or Roxanne. So they're building toward it way out in advance. And I think that's really going to help this card. And by the way, to, to your... you get Shawn Michaels returning? Yes. But your uh, criticism, and it's valid, that yeah, you have to watch the show for it to feel that big. Let me just say that this is one of those WrestleManias this year. And they've had a f- many of these. It's been a while since they had one that wasn't. This is another WrestleMania where if you don't watch the show, WrestleMania ain't going to feel that big to you this year. Exactly. Because if you don't know the storylines, I mean, if it was The Rock versus Roman, you don't need to watch the show. You can just tune in for that. But if you don't know Sammy and the Bloodline or Cody and like what he's been up to these last few years, like WrestleMania, I'm sure will be enjoyable, but you're not going to have nearly the emotional investment. Like it is all of these shows are the payoff for people that watch week in and week out. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. Well, one would argue there was once upon a time when WrestleMania didn't have to be that. Right, but I would like if you look at the business that they're doing and some of the best WrestleManias, like fi- yeah. financially from a box office standpoint, there was a big story that they yeah. build up, and WrestleMania was the payoff. And they're on fire right now because the storytelling on the main roster yeah. is so good, and because Sami Zayn pops that two point four million rating. Yeah, by himself, I keep all that. Sammy. Wait, all Cody's Sammy. gonna be on SmackDown this week. We'll see what kind and of we'll see. They do we'll wait. see. We'll see how much it dips. <laughs> Not that it makes any difference or it's going to put him in jeopardy or anything like that, but I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Will it beat Power Slap this week? That's the <laughs> I question. think they have a chance against Power Slap. I, I'll put that out there. I know it's a hot take. Um, Yeah, we'll see. But this this is fun tonight. I'm st- And I stand by it. NXT consistently the most entertaining wrestling program week in and week out. It's good, man. I, I, I'm liking it, especially right now. I mean, Raw's been great with, with – Cody, I mean, the three hours obviously is always long. I think SmackDown's been really good. Um, but yeah, NXT's right up there. Well, and I'll put it this way. Do I think the Bloodline story in and of itself is better? Yes, but that's the problem. Right. Because I'm looking forward to that, and then I sit through everything else, and it's like, oh, great, the fucking Viking Raiders again. You know, and it's just... Yeah. NXT level, a little more level, you know? Where there's more things to look forward to. Yeah, more to look for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Every time Tiffany Stratton shows up on screen, my wife has choice words. Tiffany Epiphany. Yes. <laughs> Which I love that's becoming her thing. Yeah. Also, also kind of a ripoff of Blair from Facts of Life every time she would say her brilliant ideas. Uh, but uh, solid. Solid, solid, solid. Um, so, follow Alfred. This is Nasty. I'm Eklund Rubenstein. Uh, pour a little out for scripts. Please. The character. Three scripts. I don't even think he was on the survey I got this week from the fan council about wrestlers on NXT. Oh, really? That I like the best. Well, maybe he got called back up, hopefully. Yeah. I filled that out, and they're like, do you want to add anything else? It's like, Sami Zayn should wrestle for the world championship and win <laughs> WrestleMania. I'm sure they got some of that. I'm sure that there's people who said that. Yes, we're all secretly working for AEW. All yeah. of us. You guys are all trying to sabotage Cody Rhodes. It's not happening. Oh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite. We are back here on Friday for SmackDown and Rampage. See you all next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.